0: To the Not Applicable Show. I'm Noah.
1: I'm Aspen.
0: This is the show where we talk about any and everything that may be applicable to you.
1: Or not. And I think today is probably going to be applicable to pretty much anyone who's alive.
0: Yeah. Well, and I should, we should say anyone with a job or going into the working industry.
1: Or anyone... Well, even if you're not working, it's like...
0: You think about what you want to be when you grow up.
1: Yeah, or it's like you... Like, stay-at-home moms, people say that's not a job. It absolutely is. Yeah.
0: So. Um, I'm sorry if my voice is kind of fluctuating. I forgot my headphones, so I'm recording myself without headphones. And Aston's the only one who has headphones, so she's probably just going to be giving me, like, the thumbs up to do louder. Yeah. Or the thumbs down to go quieter.
1: Personally, I think you sound fine. Okay, Does cool. You sound any different than normal, I no guess. good. Yeah.
0: Also, I apologize if there's, like, this very distant white noise because we're recording in the kitchen of my mom's house because we're house-sitting.
2: Yeah. Hi, Mom. Hello.
1: So.
0: How's your week been going, hon?
1: You know, it's been good. So I feel kind of bad for last week's episode because we're recording this on a Monday, by the way. And last week, I feel like after we recorded it, I told Noah that I honestly felt like I sounded so upset and it's because I was, um, because I had accepted the job with the census and, uh, was still playing catch up with my school from our trip and was feeling kind of pulled in like a million different directions because I was feeling sad that I was feeling sad that I was trying to work really hard. I was feeling stressed that. My school wasn't uh, slowing down, and I was feeling bad that I hadn't really been paying it as much attention to Noah as I feel like I should as a significant other because, uh, you know, when I'm really busy with school and work, unfortunately, personal life kind of gets thrown to the wayside, and so I was. I, like, listened back to part of it and I couldn't even get through it because I was like, oh, I was so stressed out. But this week has been a lot better. Uh, Like I said last week, I took a job with the census and two days later, I decided to let that go because uh, I realized that I kind of put a little more on on my plate than I had anticipated I needed. And, I mean, extra income is always great, but I'm definitely not financially struggling And I'm definitely not in a space where it's essential that I need that. And right now, my education is really important to me, as well as maintaining, like, healthy relationships with the people that I love. So, uh, I let that go and I feel a lot better this week and I've just been trekking away with getting school under control again. I feel like I finally have a good system in place where I'm not overwhelmed by all of my assignments and we've been having some time to relax together at night and make dinner together and watch shows and just have some good quality time where we're able to have good conversations so I feel like, I feel like the worst is behind me and, and you know knock on wood cause cause you never know but I'm gonna stay positive and try to keep a more positive light than previous weeks so what about you hun? <laughs> I
0: don't really have any new stories that i can think of yeah just been working some more um got three more days left to my work week
1: sorry if i just sound like i was drinking something
0: oh it's all right i'm, drinking, I'm drinking a brew doctor ginger lemon kombucha peruvian ginger lemon and green tea
1: oh i'm drinking am i allowed to say that why not oh i'm 21 I'm drinking a wine spritzer with kombucha and it's really delicious.
0: So. What are they gonna do? Arrest you for a de- for drinking on the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> people. Um, I don't want to expose all the time, myself. People all the time on podcasts talk about their past and talk about how they used to like smoke weed when they were a teenager, and they can't like retroactively arrest you.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But at least I don't think they can. Don't quote me
2: on that.
1: I don't know. I'm just. I may or may not have half cut that out because I'm a little stressed out about, like, people listening to it and then going, like, she's not 21. I don't know. I know that's really st- Never mind. Carry on.
0: I just don't give a fuck, like, yeah. who judges me, whoever listens to this, because that's why we do this, is to have candid conversations.
1: It is. Well, I'm being candid. I like wine, so I'm drinking wine. Yeah. Yep your average wine mom
0: <laughs> i'm uh, not a wine person it's too bitter for me but that's okay yeah this week we are going to be talking about careers we've thought about growing up kind of like you know what we used to want to do and now what we're what we're doing or pursuing now and we just thought this would be a really interesting topic because it's surface level and can be considered funny But it's also kind of a deep level to see the journey we've gone through life and where we're at now and maybe where we're planning on going. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: with that being... (coughs) Whoa. Yeah. With that being said... How was that? It was good. It was spicy. Yeah. We had uh, Beyond Burgers for dinner. And we made some They were so good. Had fries, uh, Chipotle Ranch that has been made from scratch and it was very good. Thank you. And then what else did we have?
1: Um, we just made some Beyond Burgers with arugula and homemade pesto. Toasted the burger buns and had some sweet potato fries. You had regular fries, but I like sweet potato fries, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyhow, I thought I had a burp.
1: Mm, nice. Yeah. Do you have any, like, interesting or wild stories from this past week?
0: Not entirely. Yeah, no, it's just the same old, we're going out wearing a mask.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm working construction, so it's like 10 times hotter than if I wasn't wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And all the dust and shit gets caught in there, and I sneeze a lot. Yeah, so working with the mask is not the most fun.
1: Yeah, I can believe it.
0: Yeah, I think it's also just really interesting looking back at where you and I have come from numerous jobs that we've had Mm -hmm. and it's even weirder thinking about for myself what I wanted to be when I was younger or I guess when I was younger what I wanted to be when I was older
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I agree I was kind of thinking about that this afternoon because I was thinking about how you brought this subject up to me and I like went through the list of careers that I thought that I wanted when I was like super little and then even up until like a couple months ago or not a couple but like probably six months ago
0: yeah a little more more than a couple
1: yeah (laughs) well a couple is technically two so
0: yeah (laughs) anyhow
1: anyhow what is like your earliest memory of wanting a specific job because like how old were you because I know what you wanted to be but I can't remember how old you were
0: I think probably when I was in, like, I want to say from kindergarten probably to, like, fourth grade, I wanted to, wanted to be Spider-Man. Yeah. And believe it or not, it doesn't pay anything. No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, when you're a kid, your expectations are all over the place. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you could be a princess, your brother's a cowboy, your mom's a queen, and dad's Batman. Mm-hmm. Because that's how the world works when you're younger. Yeah. But now when you're older, apparently. You have to do taxes and all that fun stuff
1: yeah wild enough I never wanted to be a princess I wanted to be the cowboy yeah when I was first growing up I wanted to be a dog trainer nice and but simultaneously have like a horse farm and like do horse stuff that's cool yeah I was also just thinking about like I think I've kind of talked about it a little bit how I work with horses now Mm mhm But, obviously, it's, like, not my permanent job that I want to do forever. Uh, But it's crazy because, like, I'll talk to younger girls that I teach and stuff. And I'll, like, ask them what they want to do when they're older. Or they'll talk to me about, like, oh, it's so crazy that you're, like, getting married. Because I just think about how you're only a few years older than And I'm like, well, I am, like, seven years older than you. So, (laughs) that's kind of a lot. (laughs) But, uh... It's just weird to think about because they'll, like, tell me stuff and it will give me complete flashbacks to when I was, like, from the age of, like, 8 to probably 14, 14 or 15, I would say 14, I was, like, dead set on having a horse. And, like, that was going to be, it wasn't going to be my job, but it was just going to be, like, a really big part of my life. Yeah. And I think this kind of relates to jobs because when I was younger, I told my... So, my parents, they always wanted to provide as much as they could for me, but they also wanted to teach me accountability and uh, money skills and, you know, what it really means to make a living and and make money. So, when I was 12, I got a working student, uh, like, internship sort of deal so that I... I could work a couple days a week for like three hours for each day. And then in return, I would get like a lesson and a free ride on one of the horses at the barn that I worked at. And so I did that for like two or one and a half years or so. And then I started doing more. Uh, I started working more. I started riding more. I got more involved with stuff. And then to the point where I was riding a horse like four days a week. And it was really fun, but I walked into that job going, I'm going to buy myself a horse and I'm going to have a horse through high school and it's going to be so fun and I'm just going to have it for the rest of my life too. When I was 15 and I got my first job, because I got my first job uh, the day of my 16th birthday, because like where we live, you have to be 16 to have like a commercial job, I guess. And, but like... I went out and got a job, or I interviewed when I was, like, 15 and, you know, a couple weeks away from my birthday. And then I ended up uh, getting the job, but they couldn't call me till my birthday, so they called me then. And, like, once I started working, only a couple months into working a real job, I was like, there's no way I'm going to buy a horse for myself because... My dad had told me that he would like go halves on me with it, but like boarding a horse at a barn is like six hundred dollars a month, plus you have to like insure the horse and vet bills and shoes and food, and so I was just kind of like, mm. so now they're kind of like an animal that I'm like yeah they're cool, I like them, but I'm not like obsessed with them like I used to be, and I just think that it's funny how my expectations for both my job and my life have definitely altered. And it's why I enjoy having work with them, because it's like, they're my job now. And, well, like, even today, I was watching a couple of these ladies, like, they were, like, coming out to get their horse fixed and, like, giving a couple of horses at one of my barns a bath. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't do that for free.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a cool story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. You got where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. What? nothing I was saying that's a whole story oh I thought you said it
1: sarcastically and I was like oh okay awkward
0: (laughs) but for me after realizing you can't make a living being Spider-Man I don't remember how oh I remember how the first ever comedian I watched was Gabriel Iglesias Mm -hmm. and I found him absolutely hysterical so probably from like fifth grade to maybe eighth or ninth grade, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. That's
2: so and cute. I never
0: wrote anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of weird with my sarcasm and I guess my f- quote-unquote funny quips. It yeah. has to be situational. I can't really write it. Yeah, I that's mean, me I'm, too. I mean, obviously like comedians like write out the situation and then come up with quips and jokes yeah. and punchlines and all that to make it funny. Mm-hmm. in their storytelling, but I never wrote or anything like I said, so I kinda just started, you know, making these really weird random comments and then I kinda found a flow mm-hmm. to the point where I could kinda say no when something is gonna be funny. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. Bless you. Thank you. I kinda went through a phase like that too. I don't know. I think that In my mind, I sound funnier than what I actually say out loud. And I'm kind of the same way where it's, like, situational. Because for the longest time, I was, like... Another thing I wanted to be was a YouTuber. I was like, oh, I could go on YouTube and I could be so funny and, like, awesome.
0: I wanted to do that, too.
1: And then I would, like, try to film a video and I was like, this is so awkward. So many people could potentially watch this and I'm not funny at all. But then I would, like, watch the video back and just hearing my voice and, like, seeing myself... Oh my gosh! I would be like. Ugh!
0: If you want to see any of Aspen's. Do. Aspen's not YouTube work. Go to Dakota no, Lynn's yeah, YouTube channel. Havana, cut this out. <laughs> cut Hobbit, this out, Havana. Leave it in. Absolutely, leave this in. <laughs> cut
1: it out, Havana.
0: Candid conversations. Um, anyhow.
1: <laughs> this is not candid. This is you exposing my childhood. It's not
0: exposing you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are.
0: <laughs> Dakota filmed it, so if anything, you should be mad at her. <laughs> okay,
1: Hob, cut it out. Do not listen to him
0: i leave this in.
1: Savannah, I'll buy you a coffee if you can cut it out.
0: I'll take you to hotcakes. I'll
1: take you to the weekend. <laughs> anyway. Take that.
0: <laughs> I'll double your pay just for this one episode.
1: It's not coming out of our account. It's coming out of Noah's. Yeah,
0: that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Go to Dakota's Dakota Lin's YouTube no, channel, what? and somewhere in her videos, you will find a vlog of like 14 or 15 year old Aspen doing a vlog, and it's absolutely amazing.
1: No, it's not. I think it is. I think I am somewhat
0: embarrassing.
1: I want her to take that video off, or at least make it private. <laughs> Ew. She like even the video. like, huh?
0: I like the video. You
1: did? Yeah. Did you think I was funny, or were you laughing because you were like, "Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe I'm engaged to this girl."
0: I I wouldn't say I was laughing because of the second reason. I was laughing because I thought you were funny. But I also just really admired your confidence and how much you were going for the jokes, the clips, and the upbeat personality.
2: It's so
1: cringy, (laughs) though. It's so cringy.
0: You're lucky I don't plug the the other channel. Anyways.
1: Oh, anyhow.
0: Yeah. What about through high school? Well, that fluctuated so much. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyways... Sorry, I didn't
1: mean to cut off your last train of thought.
0: It's fine. Throughout high school, I would say probably for my freshman and sophomore year, I was in a band for a brief time, but we were just a bar band. And we just did covers of All Time Low, Pierce the Bell, Five Seconds of Summer, Green Day, all the stuff we liked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Obviously, I had a really good time doing it, but
1: can't Um, remember did you ever have a name no or was it just noah and the boys no
0: and the boys no we cycled through a lot of names
1: can you give us a little a little flavor of what those names were
0: um heart of the monster the unknown all of these are (laughs) super edgy
1: chef's kiss
0: yeah (laughs) They were just so cringy. Oh no, I'm not gonna lie though. When every performance we did, we all gave it like a hundred and ten percent because obviously, um, we sucked like terribly. <laughs> That's so, so the cute. best thing. The best thing you can do is just give it all your confidence. Yeah. So, we did that, and I really we started working on an album and wrote a bunch of songs, and we stopped because You never told me that. Yeah, we got busy and. It's a lot harder work than I thought it was yeah um, I was really, I'm still really into music but I think back then I was way more passionate about music to the point where like I would watch all the band's live performances I would you know listen to their discography and just kind of see how they changed and evolved over the years and stuff like that but
1: yeah even compared to now I would say that you're like not like less into music but just like less like enthralled with all of the little nitty gritty stuff when I would like don't take this the wrong way but when we first started hanging out and you would go on like a music tangent I would just be like nice I would be like this guy knows a lot about music that's kind of wild and I thought it was like really interesting but I would also sometimes get like lost because I didn't know some of the terms you were using or whatever yeah but yeah I was taking off his sweatshirt real quick
0: so yeah it is toasty in here it is no i see in the house i mean we do have air conditioning but they're like the little portable ones
1: yes i love my air conditioning
0: anyhow um so we did i did that for a while and i really wanted to make a career out of that because touring and performing just looks so much fun and i wouldn't mind getting back into performing but i would never want to do it as a career i think i would just do it as maybe a passion project
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you definitely have to, like, be in the mindset of, like, just being able to pick up and go. And I feel like, I mean, some musicians obviously make it work with their family life, but I feel like it would be hard to...
0: Especially if I was touring.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it would be hard to have, like, really close family ties and also be a touring musician who's trying to maintain like the hype of their career yeah because it's
0: always just like trying to reinvent yourself but also stay within the genre yeah because obviously some artists get a lot of criticism for you know changing their sound yeah but some of them can do it successfully like the band paramore they used to be kind of pop punk yeah and then their very last album i don't know if they're still a band or not but their very most recent album um after laughter that's kind of got it's not very pop Mm -hmm. punkish, more pop Mm -hmm. inspired i would say yeah and stuff like that but
1: well another great example is like i don't listen to her but taylor swift even though she's like super mainstream like that's kind of a reason why i bring her up because she is so mainstream it's like the other day there's a netflix documentary i can't remember what it's called but there's netflix documentary about her and at first i kind of like, you know how you sometimes make prejudgments of artists that you're just not a huge fan of, fan of their music? Yeah. So I was kind of doing that, and I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, listen to the... Or watch this show, or the documentary, so that I'm not making judgments about someone when I'm just basing them off of the music that they're producing, so... Yeah. But I watched it, and I was really surprised, because she's a really cool gal. She seems really down-to-earth, and um, seems like she enjoys making music but doesn't like the publicity aspect of it right and but she i feel has done a really great job of staying relevant within the public eye and like she has been able to change her sound so many different times but i feel like she's been able to you know still make it to the point where it's like oh i know who that is
2: yeah
0: you know i think if i were to give my own two cents on some a similar situation was Post Malone, I used to kind of prejudge because everyone would be talking about him in high school and i just be oh, like, yeah. oh, he's just another like rapper Rap and, you know, there's so many hip hop artists and the hip hop uh, genre is so big right now and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was never really into hip hop and, and then I started listening to Post Malone and
2: mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't like his stuff at first. Like, I don't like some of his, I guess, quote-unquote mainstream stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, his more rap-esque ones. Mm -hmm. I like when he branches out a little bit, but still sticking to his roots. Because before he was into hip-hop, Postman was, like, a huge metalhead, and he still is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did a live stream of him and some other guys covering Nirvana for um, a fundraiser.
1: Oh, yeah, you should be. Yeah. That's cool.
0: But the... The song that really got me into him was Feeling Whitney because it's just him and an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. and his, like, natural voice. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, everyone does stuff to, you know, fix their voice in post so that, you know, you don't get these super harsh sounds and super soft sounds. You kind of want it balanced out and whatnot. Yeah. But that's when I realized he's, you know, really talented. And I really admired him as an artist because he's not afraid to branch out and do these a lot softer songs Mm -hmm. and then you hear like some of his little guitar riffs that he does in some of his songs
1: yeah now he's probably one
0: of my favorite artists
1: yeah i agree he's a really cool guy plus my sister and her roommate went to one of his concerts and she said that he was just like super happy and super nice and was really like Like, was showing a lot of gratitude for the people coming out to his show. And it's like, even though he's a big name, I just think it's really important and really cool that someone can be, like, down to earth like that. Oh, yeah. So, but he seems like a nice guy. I I wouldn't mind meeting him one day and just being like, hey, you're a cool dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What really got me into... I guess being a quote-unquote musician in the first place Mm -hmm. was bands like Green Day, Five Seconds of Summer, All Time Low, Pierce the Veil. um, All those guys, like, I I taught myself how to play guitar my freshman year, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then I started learning the riffs of, like, the iconic Green Day songs, and then I started teaching myself Five Seconds of Summer Mm -hmm. and all that other fun stuff, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And eventually I just got so, like... Quote unquote, so good on it Mm -hmm. at it because obviously it's just practice. Yeah. And I started teaching myself how to sing and play at the same time, Mm -hmm. which is not as easy as it seems. Like, lead singers who play an instrument just make it look so effortless. And I was like, oh yeah, I could fucking do that. Yeah. And I tried it. I was like, this sounds atrocious. Like, nails on a chalkboard would sound better than me right now (laughs) because you have to stay in key, you have to do the strumming pattern and change chords and all that. Yeah. obviously, it's a lot easier now because I had a a little bit more experience in practice.
1: Yeah. It's still hard, though. Like, sometimes that comes a little more naturally to me, but I have a really hard time. Like, I really like finger-picking riffs, and so it's so hard to, like, focus on making sure you're hitting all the right notes while also, like, singing the words of it.
0: Yeah. But... Especially songs that... Like, Drain You by Nirvana. The guitar playing and the lyrics don't really match up. Like, you change chords, but you don't do it, like, when you're singing a specific lyric, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You're doing, like, a certain beat and melody on the guitar while maintaining the lyrics. It's rough. Yeah. But... But then I got decent at it, and then we did, like, a handful of shows, and it was a grand time.
2: Well, it's so fun.
0: My voice... It dropped, but it hadn't fully dropped. So... (laughs) I so was singing a bit it was higher. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> no, I guess if I were to give a comparison, it would be more range of five seconds of summer's older stuff. Uh-huh. Kinda like that teenage boy voice yeah. and all time lows earlier stuff. hmm And then now I think I'm an okay singer, but I think you are too. No, oh, thank you. hmm I'm my I've expanded my range. I could maybe do something from Nirvana while also doing something from like Hozier hmm I guess that's kind of my range.
2: Yeah.
1: That's fun.
0: But, yeah. yeah. We'll have to dedicate another episode about talking to me about music, because Aspen and I are both very passionate about music.
1: Yeah. We really, we kind of, our relationship kind of started off by listening to songs in the car and, like, oh, yeah. staying up really late and talking about our lives while music was going on in the background, so...
0: And showing each other different songs.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking about when we, and we'll save this for another episode, but like, we don't have to elaborate on it, but I was just thinking about how, when we first started dating, like, the difference between our music styles.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was very into screamo and heavy metal and punk rock.
1: You were that emo kid.
0: Yeah. Maybe not when I met you, but I was still a little rough around the edges.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of like patted them down. I was like, "Hey, it's okay." <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, other jobs that we have been interested in. So that was like when you were younger, and I remember you were kind of when we when I met you, you were still kind of like. You would kind of move past that. You didn't want to be. Like a musician, but you still were talking about like other stuff. Yeah. And I think. I'm trying to think about what I was, what I wanted to do, like, at the beginning of high school.
0: Yeah, I was a very big dreamer Yeah. when I was younger. I still am, mm-hmm. but I think my dreams have become a lot more realistic goals mm-hmm. rather than, like, these, you know, atrocious fantasies in a way.
1: Yeah, like unattainable things.
0: Yeah, obviously you could do anything you set your mind to, but I think for me at the time, it was just, like, I wasn't as dedicated as I, I thought I was.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I think that one of the things that I looked into was, like, oh, so during, like, the first couple years of high school, I was looking into ways that I could, so I got an associate's in arts um, through Running Start, so I graduated with my high school diploma and my associate's in arts, and I'm kind of regretting it now because I'm going back and completing all of the prerequisites for it's pretty much finishing out an associates in science so i'll have the equivalent of the associate in arts and science but for a few years i wanted so badly to just like be a painter like an oil painter or a potter or i thought about being like a sketch artist i thought about going into law enforcement like i wanted to be a police officer at one point I wanted to be a sketch artist for police officers. I wanted to I thought about joining the FBI. Like Oh yeah. I'm no, not even kidding. Yeah, I thought about joining the FBI and
0: actually. Were you the into sketch it. artist who would the person would be describing the person and then you show up Pollock painting?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know who Jackson Pollock is. He's an expressionist splatter
0: painter, so
2: Yeah.
1: Just look up Jackson Pollock and you'll understand. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. But, yeah. I was kind of all over the map. And then I was like, I think senior year of high school, I had kind of decided that I was going to, out of all things, become an accountant.
0: Oh, yeah. We talked about it. I remember you doing that, too.
1: Yeah. Because, so, something that I learned through Running Start is that I'm pretty good at math. Yeah. And... That was kind of my goal for a while. And then I kind of decided on something else. What were you going to say? Were you going to say something?
0: Oh, I was just saying, and I remember, you still are, but I just remember you were really into math and, like, really enthusiastic about how good you wrote about it.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, I enjoy math still. I think I like doing algebra and, like, calculus. Mm-hmm. But anything beyond that, like, I just finished statistics I did not like it at all. Yeah. I mean, the early stuff was easy enough with probability and like odds and stuff. But right. As it started getting further on, I was like, eh, if I went for a math career, I feel like I would end up getting a little overwhelmed and frustrated. So I, I could do it still if I wanted to, but that's not where I'm going. Um, but yeah, I just, I was looking for a career that was going to be both beneficial for like a financial gain and both and also beneficial for like uh flexibility in my schedule and i was kind of weighing it out and i realized that being an accountant would mean that i'm working nine to five five days a week and it wouldn't be outside like i want it to be and it would be in an office building most likely and it would just not be fulfilling a lot of the things that i need to like take care of my spirit and my soul Mm -hmm. and so i started kind of falling away from that and was realizing that i could do something else uh and i think that i had been so dead set on it that i hadn't really considered anything else but like it's like there's so many different career opportunities out there right that it's almost overwhelming to consider other things and but i can i uh considered being a teacher and thought about too yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, it was like middle school around my stand-up comedy phase. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be super fun just because the connections I had with my teachers mm-hmm. throughout my public school career was really endearing, so.
1: Yeah. I think that was the main reason why I wanted to do it is because I I really like kids, and I really like, I think it's super cool that um, adults in certain areas of life have a way of influencing that kid. And it's, like, especially having experience with meeting different people who have different family lives and stuff, it made me think about how cool it would be to be one of those teachers that, like, that kid can rely on. Oh, yeah. So, I really... And I found this one YouTuber who's, like, a high school teacher and... She was like twenty three when she, or twenty three or twenty four when she started working at a high school, and was super close with like all of her students. And they all loved her, and she was just talk about. She was like encouraging people to become teachers, and I thought it was a really cute podcast. Or uh, did I say podcast? Yeah. Oh, I meant to say YouTube channel. I've been listening to a lot of
0: podcasts, so that's
2: yeah. Why.
1: But yeah, it was just a cool channel, and she was really nice. But
0: yeah, one of the by far the best teacher i ever had um i'm just gonna go by his first name his name was ryan
1: yeah
0: and you know i remember i wrote him an email one time about how i was going through a hard time
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he said and he really he was like a counselor to me Aww. and he like talked me through all this hard my hard times and he just gave me really great life advice and he even i had he was my teacher my science teacher back in middle school Mm
1: -hmm. have i met him did
0: i meet him yeah you did i think i did and yeah he's just such a down-to-earth guy and when i left when i quote-unquote graduated middle school because they do that (laughs) um he wrote me a note you know giving me some high school advice and tell me what a great student i was and all that and then when I graduated high school, he wrote me a letter again and I had only talked to him like a handful of times Aww. just because high school is so busy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's so sweet.
0: Very, like, very good guy.
1: That's the kind of teacher that I wanted to be. And like, if me I were to ever become a teacher, if I, even with the career that I'm heading towards now, if I were to ever become a teacher for what I'm going into, like, I just want to be like that cool professor or that cool teacher that everyone really looks up to. Cause like my sister, Dakota, she just graduated this year and like she was on first name basis basis with like all of her graduate class uh, professors. And a couple of them have like written her letters of recommendation and, but I just think it's a cool spot to be in it's like a great way to influence someone's life in a positive way. Oh yeah. But it's cool now because right now I'm kind of doing that um, with my horse stuff. I've been getting more clients for uh, horseback riding lessons, and um, three of the students that I have are 12 or 13, and they're just like, they remind me so much of myself, and so it's just funny to like talk to them and be like... Yeah, what are your plans in life? And they're like, oh, I just want to have a ranch with a thousand horses. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool.
2: <laughs> to each their own.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, keep on dreaming. Yeah. I encourage you through it.
0: But Yeah. And then my junior year and then into my senior year, I wanted to be a firefighter.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: I don't know what it was. I think it was probably because it was the closest thing to being a real-life superhero. Yeah. And then i trained for it and everything and i like did all the physical tests and i worked out for it and all i had to do is do the written and the oral Mm -hmm. and i lost interest in it because i don't know if this is how it works now but from what i remember was it was you work four days on meaning you stay at the station and all that and Mm -hmm. you don't go home and then you get like maybe four days off
1: I think that is how it is because we have some neighbors who uh the guy is a the guy is a firefighter and we had them over for dinner one time and he was talking about how it's like or his wife was talking about how she has like a lot of free time when he's working because she's just like home by herself yeah I think that like obviously I'd support you in whatever career you chose um but like I'm You kind of decided against that as we were, like, starting to hang out and talk and, like, as we started dating. And I'm kind of happy that you didn't choose that path because, like, anybody who knows me knows that I'm just, like, super affectionate and need a lot of physical, like, uh, what's the word? Like, validation? Like, I just need someone to, like, hug me all the time. (laughs) I need someone who likes hugs just as much as me. I don't know.
0: I feel <laughs> like I Someone be... who hugs me. Huh? Someone who hugs me like me.
1: Yeah. Because,
2: hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah. So, um, I just think that it would be difficult to be alone so, for so long.
0: We'd be able to take long-ass vacations, though, because it's like you're only asking for those four days off and those four days... Up, or, you know what I mean. Yeah. Those four days you have on, you'd be asking for off. And in addition to that, the four days you already have off, you... They're given. Yeah. So that that would be a pretty nice benefit, but.
1: Yeah. But it's like, even the job you have now. Yeah. It's like. I could do that. Yeah. It's like, especially once you get your journeyman thing and you become like a full on electrician, if you were to start your own business and kind of get your thing going, it's like you can take time whenever. Because my dad, he'll set that up. I mean, he has a business partner, obviously, where he has to kind of work around them, but. My dad will do that with his business. He'll just be like, "Yeah, gotta be gone for a month." This business partner is like, "All yeah. right, I'll hold down the hatches."
0: That's like when you guys went to Thailand and when they went to Africa.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know. Which
0: I think is really awesome. Which is why I'm hoping to set something like that up for myself.
1: Yeah, but so after I wanted to be so, it's wild because I was planning on being an accountant. And I took a year off after graduating, and worked a few different jobs and kind of got my feelers out for different things. I worked for the parks department for a couple summer or not a couple summers, a couple months in that during that summer, and it was really fun. But uh, I was invited back this summer, but I decided not to take it because I ended up it would it would just mean that all of the reputation and all of the work that I had built up with my horse job. I just pretty much throw it away, and it's not like I could go back to that job afterward, right? Yeah. So I decided to stay with my horse job, which I'm grateful that I did. And uh, but the parks is fun, but it's just one of those jobs where it's like you start when you're 18, or you start when you're 19, or whenever. Right. And it's it's a six thirty or it's a six to two thirty job, five days a week. And you know you get your time in and it's not a bad company to work for. It's it's, like, the,
0: it's a government job, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a county. So Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I meant.
1: Um so county like really takes care of you. They pay really well and they have a lot of good benefits, but it was just kind of a situation where I was like, do I want to have a job like this where I'm kind of required to continue living in this area
2: or right.
1: is it something that I or can I find something that I can take anywhere with me? And so, yeah. kind of decided not to do that. And then, I was still deciding to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally the day of my 19th birthday this year, I was talking to my mom about, like, babies, because I was telling her, just like, we were talking about when you and I are, like, way older. And I was like, oh, yeah, it'll just be so fun to have, like, a little tiny baby. And... It's just going to be so exciting to, like, see what our kids look like and all that stuff. Yeah. And then she was telling me about... Or she was showing me, like, this really cool midwife, like, Instagram lady. And I was like, whoa, wouldn't that be such a cool job? And she's like, yeah, like, you could do that. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. And so pretty much from that day forward, I was like, I want to be a midwife. And I want to have my own birthing center and, like, help ladies just experience birth in the best way possible because, and I feel like that's something that is weird to a lot of people because growing up birth is something where people were like, Oh, that's so disgusting. Or, you know, it's like, a I don't, I never took a health class, but from
0: it's a church, it's, don't do it
1: from what I've gathered. You watch a video of a woman giving birth in a hospital, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think what makes it so damn awkward is you go around all your damn peers. Yeah. And, you're just
1: like, half of these people have vaginas.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, that's going to happen one of these days. Yeah. It's going to be kind of weird. And then you view your uh, fellow young lady classmates cut in a different light.
1: And you're just like, I can't believe that their body is like supposed to do that.
0: In the same light, though, same class where, you know, both sexes are there. Uh-huh. They watch a man getting an erection. Really? It's not real. It's, it is an animated thing and still yeah
1: oh my gosh
0: well they have like a diagram of like where everything is at yeah they do well, the same thing sense. for for young ladies
1: yeah that this took sense. a really awkward
0: turn I don't know why I brought this up
1: that's fine anyways oh my gosh I never took a health class so like I never know and I will just hear like random like little tidbits like that where I'm just like whoa they, they show that to kids like how old were you? I was in high school high school like freshman year
0: um my sophomore year because you can choose whenever to take the health class oh i see so um some people took it like their senior year others
1: i think i probably would have been scarred
0: it's a little weird
1: i think i would have just been like that's something i could have gone without seeing
0: yeah but yeah it is what it is and then i remember we learned about puberty like like the last year of elementary school. Really? You learn, that is so funny. You, you, they don't show you anything, but they just tell you and show you, like, what's going on in the body, like, you know, what hormones are being released, <laughs> and so they're funny. just like, your voice is going to drop eventually, mm-hmm. along with a few other things. And
1: <laughs> a couple other things? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Two, to be exact. <laughs> Two individual things? <laughs> Two individual things, but they are one and, Do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> and you know, and that you're gonna get body hair, and you're gonna have bo eventually. Delicious. Yeah, all this other weird stuff, and then it would. That is when they separated the the boys and girls to have those two separate conversations. Really. The guy teachers would tell the boys what's gonna happen. The girls teachers would tell the girls what the girl what's gonna go on going on with the girls. And then, you know, while we're still divided, the guys would tell us, you know, what's going to go on with girls, and then the girls teachers would tell the girls what's going on with girls. With guys? Yeah, that's what I learned about periods. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What did they tell you? <laughs>
0: they were just, well, I'm, I don't even remember. I know, I always have a deeper understanding of it now. Yeah. But I couldn't I tell. I've could,
1: the whole lowdown on what happens. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I could, if you were to ask me in fifth, like sixth grade, I would just say, you know, a lady bleeds out of her, her coochie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Such a weird word. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take a sidetrack. Like, so if you feel uncomfortable listening to this, I apologize, but you have your free will to click off. So obviously, we would suggest that you don't because we think our podcast is cool. But if you don't like it, then you can always turn it off. But so I don't know if anyone's familiar with TikTok. Obviously, I think a lot of people are since it's so popular. But there is this one trend going around where girls would ask their boyfriends or their husbands or their significant other, like, how, a, like, a pad works. And a, a lot of guys think that you, like, stick it to your lady bits. Like, like they, a
0: sticker? Yeah! Like a bumper sticker?
1: <laughs> They're just like, the girl will be like, oh, well, how do you pee? And I'll just be like, well, you just peel it off.
0: You peel it isn't, off. Isn't that crazy? To, re- to reveal the... Raspberry panty pudding.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry. That I'm was not. <laughs> disgusting.
1: <laughs> we're just both air laughing.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like very faint silence. It's
1: just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like.
0: The so, strawberry jam.
1: But so many of these guys were just like blown away. They were like, you stick it to your own under- That's so smart. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. But, yeah. To go back to health class, I never had a health class. In fact, my mom, she kind of forgot to tell me, like, she told me about how, like, how babies get there. She did not tell me about a period.
0: The school bus drops the kid off at the playground. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Never heard that analogy.
2: <laughs> I just came up with it just now.
1: <laughs> but she never told me like and if mom, if you're listening to this, I'm not upset. Like, don't take this the wrong way. I'm just laying it out how it happened. So like But so childbirth was really normal in my family because my mom had my four younger siblings at home and not so weird anybody out, but like I witnessed childbirth from a very young age and so It was never something that I was like, whoa, that's weird. And so that's kind of what I decided on, uh, because I just wanted to make it normal. And I wanted to be able to encourage people through their experiences and like give them the option of having a natural birth. And I don't know, it just seems like a really cool thing. And it's a way to help people, which I've always wanted to do. It has to do with kids. And it has to do with, like, talking to people, which I love talking to people. So, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like a cool a cool career. So, I'm really excited about it. I'm still looking at, like, colleges. I kind of have one in mind, but I haven't really decided intently yet. So, I have to make a few phone calls, but.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, going back to me, for, uh, let's see. I guess, so, my junior year is when I got my first job at Starbucks, as we've talked about. Mm. And I guess my biggest takeaway from that job from in applying it to a career is that I enjoy having coworkers to talk to and pass, you know, the day and getting to know people. Not necessarily in the customer service. Yeah. And am I? I also just didn't really like, you know the amount of coworkers I had. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, all of them are great. But I think yeah, I just got a little overwhelmed just because there were so many people trying to talk to you at once and you're trying to yeah. do a bajillion different things at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I had to think about, like, what I wanted to do for my career in that sense. So then beginning of senior year... I got really into photography because I took a photography class my junior and senior year Mm -hmm. and it was a film photography class and I absolutely fell in love with it and I ended up shooting a few like portrait sessions for people Mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun and it made me feel like I was really doing it Mm -hmm. and I did for a little bit but I kind of just, it's a very, in a way, self-serving kind of industry Mm -hmm. because you're you're a go-getter in the sense that you're having to ask people if they need work done. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because I wrote probably about, you know, over 200 emails to different people and mm-hmm. different brands and companies. And it was fun, but I think it was just the persistence. It didn't wear me out, but it just felt a little repetitive. Yeah. And...
1: Plus, I feel like it takes a really long time to get to the point where you would no longer have to reach out to people, but yeah. people start reaching out to you. I feel like it just takes a lot of work to like build up that yeah reputation, I guess.
0: It did allow me to upgrade my camera, though. I went from a Canon 5D Mark One to a Fujifilm X100F, which I love way more because... It reminds me so much of a film camera, and I obviously learned on film, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: it felt like I was shooting a camera, not a computer. Yeah. So that was really cool. That's but good. I just kind of got tired of it. I kind of lost my passion for photography because I turned it into work, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that, but for me, I, I just wasn't very satisfied.
1: Yeah, that's what I've kind of realized is that I don't want to create one of my hobbies into work. And that's what ultimately made me decide not to become, like, an artist. Mm-hmm. Because people always talk about the starving artist and how it's, like, really hard to be an artist. It's um, not true. It's not true. You can make it work. And I read this one really good book.
0: Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It was about the starving artist, though, wasn't it?
1: Yes. It pretty much It pretty much gave um, insight into how you can... Sorry, I'm readjusting. Um, pretty much talked about how you can be a thriving artist and create a business for yourself that where you'll never feel like you're needing. And it was really cool to read, and I really enjoyed it, but... Uh,
0: whoa. Whoa, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they did, but Aspen just burped.
1: It was contained.
0: Yeah. Hope.
2: Anyhow.
1: But, uh, yeah, it was... It was just kind of talking about how you can create whatever you... It, was, it pretty much highlighted, like, manifestation.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: putting the work in and then keeping a manifesting attitude where you say that I'm going to create this or I'm so grateful that I have the ability to create this, you know. Uh, but I tried, out, I tried it out, and I have a pottery wheel, and I have a bunch of stuff that's waiting to be fired because... None of the studios are open, but...
0: We went into quarantine literally as you finished those up.
1: Yeah, literally, like, within the same week. But, um, it's okay, because it's given me more time to think about what else I want to do in life. But, um, yeah, you know, my sister has paid me for a couple things, and I've had a couple other people, like, ask me if I will make stuff for them. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to rely on the things that I enjoy for an income because then it's going to take the enjoyment out of it when I have to do them for income.
0: Yeah. I think for me, like, obviously this is just our personal opinions, but I think it's, I would appreciate it more if it was like, I was really into photography and I just happened to be making money Mm -hmm. by doing it rather than constantly trying to make it in it. yeah a reliable income
1: but it's not like your main source of income that you like are planning on paying the bills with right so that's kind of my stance on it too and it's like i think it's really important that you find a career that you are interested in and that you enjoy but not necessarily something that you would do in your spare time right you know it's like obviously for your job you wouldn't just go wire houses and stuff for fun but it's like you're not there dragging along saying, oh, this sucks, I hate it, you know? Yeah. But same thing for me. It's like, I obviously want to become a midwife because I really like the humanitarian aspect of it, but it's like, I also have to go to, like, three years of school for it and pay for college and get all that stuff done. Gotta love it. And I don't think that I would do that for anything else. I mean, obviously people go to art school and
2: yeah, do great things with that, with
1: that but... Just for my life personally, I don't know. I think that I really look for stability in life. Um, just, like, based off of our relationship, I look for stability in that. I look yeah. for stability and... I look
0: for stability and flexibility. Yeah. Because I think we're going to be one of those families who love to travel.
1: Yeah, For an extensive period of time. But I also think that we're going to be the type of family that loves to, when we're done traveling, have a place to call home. Yeah. And so it's, like... It's really cool because we kind of have two different aspects with our upbringing. Cause like, yeah, Noah grew up in one house and lived in that house up until he moved out and moved in with me. Well, right,
0: kind yes of. Yes and no. Yes in terms of my father's house.
1: Oh right. But yeah. then
0: you know, obviously when my parents separated, I moved into we moved into an apartment, uh-huh. and then from there we moved into here.
1: Right, right, right. So, but you know. Yeah. You get what I was in saying. In general, yeah kind of had that similar stability and then when i was a kid i live, i grew up in gig harbor and port orchard uh and my family moved about i think we've moved like eight times eight or nine times something no. like that but we've lived in this house for the past eight years which is really nice because because i like to have like one place
0: and yeah.
1: i love 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 traveling but it's also hard moving your house every couple of years yeah so but I'm excited for
0: this last move?
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this last move because it's gonna be like a final resting place for all of our little things.
0: Until your parents retire, probably. Yeah.
1: Oh, they're probably gonna retire in like Greece or something. Yeah. They probably won't even they'll probably live on like a small boat.
0: Well, I meant like until like all the birds leave the nest.
1: Oh yeah. But it'll be cool and I think it'll be nice because, you know, since Noah and I are just a young couple and we don't really have any other responsibilities other than each other, it'll be fun to like travel together in the future. Uh, we have we're kind of planning something right now, and we've been talking about like where we want to go for our honeymoon and yeah. So there's just all sorts of things to think about and but you know something that I think is really important when you're thinking about a career is to not necessarily look at it as something that is like your life passion. I mean obviously there's there's jobs that are a life passion and that's really important but it's like my dad has always told us that you want to have a career that's going to support the life that you want. Yeah. So it's like making the most amount Yeah. Yeah. making the most amount of money for the least amount of time so that you can have the most time off and it's exactly. like that's the kind of life that I want to have and the kind of career that I want to have so that we can fully expand our possibilities for our years you know
0: yeah and obviously this is just our viewpoint on work and all that yeah and everybody's you know some people may be workaholics and yeah each their own
1: it's like if you like working a nine-to-five if you have a corporate job and you just love that then good for you good for you keep on doing it i'm proud of you
0: yeah but moving on uh let's see so after i graduated high school i left starbucks completely no other job lined up Mm -hmm. and that was a little scary
1: yeah
0: i did that probably for about six months yeah and i had just started college so i did it with intent Mm but i didn't give myself a big enough cushion yeah yeah
1: do you regret it at all or no
0: no absolutely not i feel like if i had a job in college i would have drowned completely yeah and would not have gotten my 4.0 yeah
1: yeah
0: Obviously, it doesn't matter because so I'm not in college anymore. So yeah, hey, there's that. You know,
1: you're all when you're in it.
0: Yeah, but it was it was cool because you know I got to meet people, hang out with them, and explore the campus, and you know just not really be on a time crunch. Mm-hmm. and be my schedule be so pushed because i did enjoy going to school and coming back home to you
2: mm-hmm. and
0: us hanging out for the evening
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i remember there was a point where you would come to school to come to school with me yeah you would get up at the same time or you would spend the night you'd get up at the same time and we'd you'd come to school with me i'd go to my classes and then we'd hang out while i do homework
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we made it work
1: Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah,
0: obviously none of that would have been possible if I had a job at the time. Yeah. And obviously it would have been nice, but I don't regret it at all. Mm -hmm. So then around Christmas time of 2019, uh, I got a job with UPS. It was a really good paying job. It was a union job. Um, It was a seasonal position as a driver helper, and it was a lot of fun. And I realized I like working outside, even Mm -hmm. if it's, like, freezing cold. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I just like kind of being constantly moving Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in a way. But one thing I didn't like about that job was the fast-pacedness of it. Yeah. Like, it was in peak season, so obviously you were, like, there had to be a fire under your ass, like... Your entire shift,
2: yeah, and we would crank like out
0: that. like twelve to thirteen hour days, mm-hmm. and I'd get home super late.
1: My goodness.
0: Yeah, you remember that? that was yeah, your, I do. Was when your family was in Africa.
1: Yeah, I remember that. That's when, so Noah was like staying over at my house. This is when he didn't live with me, and uh, it was it was kind of nice because my family was out of the country, and so my and my obviously my sister lives in Portland currently. And so uh, it was just, like, a phase where if Noah wasn't there, then I would have just been watching the house by myself. And so we kind of got to play, like, husband and wife for a little bit and, like, see how it was like to live just the two of us together. And I feel like we did a really good job and were able to learn a little more about each other and, like, figure out how we work in that environment. And um, But, yeah, that was a rough job, I think, for you.
0: I was exhausted. It would be like, I'd come home at like eight or nine at night. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it'd be five days a week. And I did that for like the entire month of December.
1: Yeah. That was a rough time. But yeah. I think it's really important when thinking about looking for a job um, or even looking for a career path. It's really important to recognize if you like working hard or if you like working
0: Hardly working. Or
1: if you like hardly working. And it's like, there are definitely some jobs that really maximize the availability to put in the minimum amount of time or... While still
0: making the most amount of money.
1: Yeah. Or it's like not even physically working hard. Like personally, I physically like working hard. That's why I have a physical labor job and I really enjoy it. But, you know, after this job, when I graduate college, I probably won't have another physical labor job because... It's like, it does... It takes a toll on your body. Yeah. It does wear me down. It makes me really tired, and it keeps me in great shape, but at the same time, it definitely wears on my body a little bit, so... Yeah.
0: I think that's also why I like UPS, because I was getting a workout, like, every day. Yeah. And I did gain quite a bit of muscle from that job. hmm Obviously, not as much as I, I have from this job, but... Yeah. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. But I think that it was really... It's really important to recognize what type of worker you are because uh, then you can really recognize if you're able to, you
0: be know... Be on your feet all day or if you like having an office job and being inside.
1: Yeah, or it's like, you know, do you like working just 40 hours a week or do you like working 60 hours a week? And it's like, or not that you like working 60 hours a week, but can you mentally just put your head down and say, I'm going to do this, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important to be able to find that because... There are some jobs where you have to put in extra time. And if you go into that where you're kind of the person that likes to put in the bare minimum and then go home, then that's totally fine. But if you don't recognize that, then it can lead to problems within yourself, probably, where you're just like, wow, I really hate this job. When in reality, you just don't like working longer than you had planned on. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of me. I definitely like working, but... It's, it's definitely been something that I've been aware of as I get older is that, you know, I am one of those people where I can put my head down and work 60 hours a week, but I can only do it for a short amount of time because I really don't just like it. Out. Oh, yeah. So, and it's really important to make sure that you're, like, taking care of yourself. Um, you know, that's the first thing that goes for me when I get really busy is I just don't take care of myself, so. Yeah. But.
0: And then from... When my seasonal position at UPS was up, I went to... I found a job at Amazon. (laughs) Oh my golly. I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it because I'm being candid. I fucking hated it. (laughs) With a passion. It was so damn draining. I know. It was a warehouse job, and you were told when you could eat, when your breaks were when you could wipe your ass, like, it was (laughs) atrocious. You were inside all day, and it was cold as shit in the warehouse. And, like, the first day... So, basically, my shifts were Wednesday to Saturday, 6.30 in the morning was my start time, and I'd get off at, like, 4 or 4.30 Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in the evening. And, oh, my gosh, I was just so drained after one day of working. Even the training wore me out. Like, they said to dress casual, And I wore like jeans and a crew neck, but then when I got in the warehouse, it was so cold. Like it was a refrigerator in there.
1: That's awful. And then
0: they have like the chill at. In the warehouse and it's at an actual fridge because they have food there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was just so cold
1: oh my gosh and
0: then like i was just so mentally drained and you weren't allowed to, to really talk to anybody mm-hmm. because it was like when covid first broke out mm-hmm. and they were so strict about social distancing oh my gosh and you had to meet a certain quota with you know the amount of boxes you scanned and all that. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it was just so atrocious. It took such a physical toll on my body and my mental health. It was like, I was so depressed working that job. Yeah. And it just made me realize that I do enjoy working four days a week, four 10 hour shifts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not at the ass crack of dawn though. Yeah. And I like working <laughs> outdoors with, you know, some coworkers. Yeah. But not customer service.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think i like working a schedule that i kind of have control of because my job right now it's like i clean the barns and stuff and my bosses they're just like one of my bosses is a little more picky about like how long it's taking me and you know we've had to have some conversations where i'm like well you know this is the speed that i'm working and i can't really change it
0: also side note if you work at Amazon, you love your job, and you're a very nice person, nothing against you. This was just my personal experience at Amazon, and this is why I wasn't very fond of it.
1: Oh, yeah. No offense to anybody. Yeah,
0: just have to throw that out there and make sure it seemed like I wasn't bashing on them. I just personally didn't like it.
1: Yeah, but, but it's kind of nice because, I mean, I do have to get there at a certain time to feed the horses, but it's kind of nice because I'll just, like, drive up and, like have my tea in the morning and... Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you. I like setting my own schedule in a way. Yeah. And not being in trouble for when I request days off.
1: Yeah. It's like my... I Most of my bosses, because I have like three different ladies that I work for,
2: mm-hmm.
1: most of them know that like, or they recognize that I work really hard and that I always put like 110% um, of effort into whatever I do. And it's like, I'm never trying to give them the shorter than the stick. So, it's really nice. Like, the other day, I woke up with this awful migraine because I've had a lot of stress last week or so. And um, so, I had this awful, awful, awful tension migraine. And it was to the point where it felt like it was squeezing my head. And when I stood up, I felt really lightheaded. And I was just not feeling good. So, I woke up and I, like, literally texted my boss like 45 minutes before I was supposed to be there and I was like, I'm so sorry, but I feel so terrible and I don't know if I can come into work today. Let me know if you need me to come in and I'll try my best. And she literally, like, sent me the sweetest text. She was like, she's like, don't even worry. Don't even bother responding to this. Just rest. I'll be keeping you in my prayers. I'm just hoping that you feel better and that your migraine goes away. And I was like, you're so nice. So, That was really cool, but it feels nice to be appreciated. I think this is the first, or probably the second job, because my parks job, my boss is like super kind to me, and he made me feel appreciated, but um, this is definitely like the first job where I felt like important and validated Mm -hmm. and like needed, I guess, so, but it's cool as we're getting older, like the way that we're going with work, because I think it's going to be really fun once I start midwifery school and I get, like, an internship sort of deal. Yeah. Because you have to kind of be, like... What's a doctor in training called? Like, a resident? You kind of have to be, like, a resident midwife. So, you work underneath a registered midwife. Um, So, that's going to be cool. And it's probably unpaid, so I'll probably keep my horse job through that. But... (laughs) You never know. You never know.
0: But... So... And then after my Amazon job, I had to rethink my career because at this point I had moved out of my father's house and in with Aspen and college I had dropped out of college and I was really into filmmaking and I still am, like I still definitely appreciate film as an art and I wouldn't mind getting into the film industry at some point. But I really found out that I enjoyed writing in college and that I really liked writing fiction and studying movies because I took a film studies class at UW Tacoma and I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. So then I talked to my professor and she really encouraged me just to go for it. So I started writing my own screenplays. I started writing my own analysis, analyses of, you know, films and all that fun stuff. But it's from what I found, it was a little difficult to try to get into the film industry Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's mainly in, like, New York and L.A. and we live in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, it's two states away, or cross country, so I kind of had to start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a a short film, a screenplay, and you know, we were planning, you and I were going to co-star in it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I was going to direct and write it and I was we gonna still have can. yeah we still can but it was just a passion project and I educated myself on all the different roles of filmmaking and you know what goes into certain aspects and all the different departments and all that and what they do mm-hmm. and it just as time went on it just kind of seemed a little more unobtainable
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is nothing wrong but it, I think it was just being realistic for myself
2: Mm-hmm
0: so then i remember your dad and i having a conversation very vaguely about um get it he suggested that i should get into the trades Mm -hmm. and just drop out of college and become an electrician Mm -hmm. and then i i went back to that conversation one day and i was thinking and i was i had worked with your dad a handful of times you know throughout high school and college Mm -hmm. where i'm just a laborer Mm -hmm. and I had, a lot of, I had a really good time because it was a pretty relaxed work environment.
2: Mm-hmm. Obviously,
0: you work your ass off, but mm-hmm. you go at a, a steady pace. Yeah. And, you know, it's physical, it's outside, and sometimes, sometimes you're inside.
1: Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like they're unfinished houses, so it's kind of
0: yeah. outside. And, you know, you can take your lunch whenever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, sometimes you might take it with your crew,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you take it when... You know, when the lead says and when they'll tell you when to come back and all that.
2: Mm -hmm. You can
0: get takeout for lunch and all that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then I thought back to that and I was like, this checks off like all the boxes, you know. It's like I'm with coworkers, a small crew, and it's like I can get very close with them
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and, you know, just have a good time and talk with them to pass the day. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then it's outside and I like to travel. Mm -hmm. It's outside and inside. It's like obviously since I'm an electrician now, I'm inside unless Mm -hmm. we're doing a service and temp power and all that mm-hmm. and then it's like it's customer service but it's not customer service yeah it's like i'm not high enough up to the point where i have to deal with customers and builders directly so mm-hmm. i just kind of do as i put it describe my job i just do whatever someone tells me to do yeah which is really nice and it's like i love working with my hands and i work four tens, but not the ass crack of dawn mm-hmm. and it's like my company's pretty relaxed, obviously. You know, they don't like it when people are late consistently. But it's like, you know, I'm running 15 minutes late. And as long as I text the lead guy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and give him a heads up, then I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And they they never give me shit about, you know, taking time off or anything.
2: Mm-hmm. As
0: long as I give him a good enough heads up in advance. Mm-hmm. So I'm really satisfied with where I'm at. And you never know, I could get into the film industry by becoming a best boy electric on a film set or... Yeah you know becoming a head electrician on on a film set because obviously you got to power up the cameras you got to power up the trailers you know all that other stuff
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i really enjoy where i'm at and i don't really see myself leaving this company or this career at all because i just love it so much mm-hmm. and i don't come home exhausted it's like obviously i'm tired but it's just because i've been working all day like yeah. anyone would be
1: I think there's a difference between being mentally exhausted and being physically exhausted because I have definitely, like, I've definitely had jobs, like, when I worked at Starbucks. Again, if you love working at Starbucks and you have been working there for 30 years and you're just a huge fan of it, that's totally great. I'm so happy that you love it. Personally, I didn't really like it because it didn't make me feel super great. Right. But, um, you know, I've definitely had jobs that it's like starbucks compared to the jobs that i have now it's like it's nothing physically Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but mentally it's a world of change and i think that's the huge difference is you can overcome physical like exhaustion you can just come home be in a really good mood but just say i'm so tired Mm -hmm. you know But it's hard to come home, feel physically exhausted, and then also be mentally exhausted and be like, wow, I don't know how to stay in a good mood right now, you know? Yeah. So it's really important. And I think it's really important also to like know how to put in a good day's work. Right. Because I feel like... It helps me sleep better. It helps me feel accomplished at the end of the day to know that I worked really hard and that I did my very best. Yeah. But working yourself to the point where your mind isn't happy anymore, it's not worth it. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm very satisfied with where I'm at now. And I'm actually very grateful for all the work experiences I've had because obviously without them, I wouldn't be able to have the knowledge and skills to, you know, be prepared for what I'm doing now. Yeah. And... I just feel super blessed to have those opportunities and be where I'm at now and, you know, make a good living, a comfortable living Mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to provide for the both of us Yeah. and for it to fit the lifestyle that we want and desire.
1: Yeah. Me too. It's been so fun.
0: Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts on our job, jobs, journey, job journeys? Yeah.
1: Our job journeys. Um, I don't think so think a word of advice for maybe high school students who are just getting a job find something that you think will be cool and not something that is just trendy like don't just go work at a pizza restaurant because everyone else is doing it work at a pizza restaurant because you like pizza you know go find something that you're going to have a good time with and just know that whatever your job you get there's always going to be a better one out there if you don't feel 100% satisfied with the job that you have yeah I think that's something that I learned out of, like, after I quit Starbucks, I felt so liberated. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just quit a job. Whoa. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like now I've had multiple jobs and I've told a few people that I'm not going to work for them anymore. And it's like my life hasn't changed. It's only gone in a better direction. Right. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Just being able to have the confidence to know that you're valuable.
0: Yeah, I think my word of advice is, you know, whether it's a career or a job, whether you quit or you get let go, there's plenty of work out there. Oh, yeah. And obviously, with a job or a career, you learn and, you know, you become a better worker, I would hope. Exactly. And, you know, you never know what what opportunities may arise from that. Sometimes it may be a good thing, obviously. You know the job I had before this didn't work out in my favor, and look where I'm at now. Yeah. They Ma- getting paid better, more benefits, and it checks like all my boxes of what I think is a good job.
1: Yeah, so, definitely.
0: Yeah, I believe it is your recommendation.
1: I believe you are correct. Um, I feel like I always do, like food recommending. Or I feel like no, I don't. I recommended. My last recommendation was like sunshine or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been really into just like, like allowing myself to like eat whatever I want or just like if I'm craving something, unless it's unhealthy, obviously, then you want to moderate that. But I've been craving lemon water. I feel like I've talked about this before. I think you have too. But I crave lemon water so much. And so... Let me just tell you, it makes you feel so energized. Like if you've eaten a really big meal and you drink some lemon water, it just like makes you feel like you're gonna be able to digest it and feel so good in the morning. And yeah. it feels so nice to start your day with it. it. feels so nice to end your day with it. So my recommendation is lemon water, just a big old quart jar. if you like to drink out of jars like I do and squeeze one lemon in there, That boy is ready to go. You can put some mint leaves in there if you'd like. But especially during the summertime, I feel like lemon water especially just hydrates me so much better than regular water does.
0: Oh, yeah. So. It's also good for detoxing in case you're wondering about any nutrition benefits.
1: It is. If you're trying to be super healthy, first step is allowing yourself to detox any toxicity that's sitting in your body and lemons or any citrus will just... Pull that toxicity
2: right out of there.
0: Yeah. So
1: drink some lemon water today. Sound like an ad. (laughs)
0: Hashtag not an ad.
1: Yeah. Sponsored by lemon water. (laughs) Anyhow. Anyhow.
0: Hashtag the the N.A. show. Follow us on Instagram at the N.A. show. At At the the not applicable applicable Show. show. (laughs) I always get our hashtag and our fucking Instagram handle mixed up.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: Yeah. Anyways, hashtag the N.A. show and our instagram is at the not applicable show
1: you can follow our personals at aspen just and Noma just
0: yeah i got back. i think i told, told the listeners but i got back on instagram it's pretty nice yes i kind of don't did. like it though because sometimes it makes me unproductive
1: yeah that's but, me too or anyways, sometimes i'll scroll tiktok
0: yeah i gotta get better at posting on the not applicable show and my own personal stuff yeah because i need to tell people when the episode is out
1: maybe we'll post okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna post pictures of us at starbucks because that was both of our first job and if you want to if you feel so inclined you can comment down below in our instagram post what your first job was and what you liked and what you didn't like about it Mm -hmm. yeah
0: We'll speak at you next week. Tell your friends about our podcast. Feel free to share it with anybody.
1: Oh, yeah. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen to those podcasty things. Um, I'm trying to think of something else to say. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about it this morning. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to write us a nice little review. Five stars would be super cool because you give us five stars then we think that you're a five-star person and
0: and if you don't you know but we'll still love you
1: yeah I'll, it'll hurt my feelings a little bit because i'm sensitive like that but you know
0: i'm not my feelings won't be hurt
1: but like please give us five-star reviews because if you give us a five-star review it will show people
0: our show a
1: little bit more and people will be.
0: It's good for the algorithm, as YouTubers say.
1: Yes, it's good for the algorithm to put it in a short phrase. So give us a nice little review. You can ask us a question, and if we see it, then we will read it. Um, Oh, yeah, we never put that out, too. We'll make an Instagram story post to ask questions, and maybe we can do a question post or a question episode. So ask for advice. Ask us questions about ourselves or Anything in life, anything that you can think of, just make sure that it's nice and polite. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. We'll speak
0: at you next week.
1: Yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your night or day or whenever you're listening to this. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.